June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Quarantine for everyone. Hundreds of partygoers told to go into voluntary self-isolation for 14 days. But will they comply? Then, exclusive video of the college student on the run, suspected of two murders. I lost my husband of 42 years, and this guy's still out there. As his family begs him to turn himself in. Please surrender. And Gail King, shaken. I, 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 I am speechless. Over two shocking incidents. The woman who called cops on a bird watcher. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. And the suspect who died after being choked. <laughs> Plus, here's another one. pandemic debate. Which is more effective, the mask or the face shield? Then, girl versus intruder. Plus, pandemic stranger things. The unexplained things happening across the world during the pandemic. This dog can't stop staring at the wall. Kind of freaky. And trick or treat? The pandemic run on Halloween costumes in May. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. All 50 states are now officially reopened in part in some places, with about a dozen showing a slight uptick in COVID-19 cases since restrictions were relaxed. All of this as America approaches 100,000 people dead from COVID-19. And it would appear after the long holiday weekend, not everyone is practicing social distancing. Maybe you saw that footage from Lake of the Ozarks. Well, those folks are now being asked to quarantine. An urgent appeal today to the hundreds of partygoers who are at that jam-packed pool party this weekend. Health officials are telling the revelers to self-quarantine. Any person who has traveled and engaged in this behavior should self-quarantine for 14 days, reads the travel advisory. When you see something like that, you just realize that not everyone has gotten the message, evidently, that this is a very serious thing. Now, some of the people who were at the Lake of the Ozarks Resort outside St. Louis are coming forward. Walking in, if you wanted to go into the pool area where where you probably seen the biggest photos of just a massive amount of people, right? You can't go in unless you get your temperature checked. Tyler Crancer drove 150 miles to attend the party. Did you ever feel like it wasn't a smart idea to attend this pool party? I don't think so. I don't regret the whole weekend. I would go back, you know, to next weekend. There were lots of other big gatherings over the holiday weekend, sparking concerns that in two weeks' time, we could see a nationwide COVID-19 surge on the beaches in California, on the lakefront in Chicago, and on Tybee Island in Georgia. In Daytona Beach, Florida, a crowd gathered around a guy giving away money, hard to resist with so many out of work. But there are signs that the economy is coming back to life. 
New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo reopened the floor of the New York Stock Exchange today, and the market rallied 529 points. Air travel and hotel bookings are up slightly. Mortgage applications are rising, and there is growth in the number of entrepreneurs applying to open new businesses. Look at the lines for security at Charlotte Airport Monday, something we haven't seen in months. Marla Maples, the president's ex-wife, was among those who took to the skies this weekend, posting, I choose love, I do not choose fear. And Joe Biden wore a mask at his first public appearance in two months, leading to this snarky remark from the White House press secretary. It is a bit peculiar, though, that in his basement right next to his wife, he's not wearing a mask, but he's wearing one um, outdoors when he's socially distanced. In contrast, President Trump and First Lady Melania didn't wear masks at Arlington National Cemetery, although Melania was photographed wearing one on Marine One, the presidential helicopter. In other news today, a woman's apologizing for calling the police on a bird watcher who asked her to put her dog back on its leash in Central Park. Zamra Cagliano reports the woman's behavior was so offensive, not everyone's accepting that apology. Gail King can't believe what she's just seen. I, I, I am speechless. I'm really, really speechless about what we're seeing on television this morning. She was reacting to two disturbing racially charged videos that are causing outrage today. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. This video taken in New York's Central Park shows a white Wall Street executive confronting an avid bird watcher who is black after he asked her to put her dog on a leash. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Amy Cooper called 911, jerking hard on her dog's collar as he struggles. There is an African-American man I am in Central Park. He's recording me threatening myself and my dog. Suddenly, her voice changes as if she's in imminent danger. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Please send the cops immediately. The incident happened in the Ramble, a woodland area of Central Park, very popular with bird watchers. It's mandatory for dogs to be on a leash in the Ramble because they could frighten or kill the birds. I spoke with the bird watcher, Harvard graduate Chris Cooper, today. If some white lady calls and says there's a black man near me, you know, panic responds. That, that costs a lot of us our lives. The Wall Street executive is paying a high price. Today, her investment firm fired her, and she returned her dog to an animal shelter. I want to publicly apologize to everyone, she said today. I am not a racist. I did not mean to harm that man in any way. My entire life is being destroyed. This video is even more troubling, and we should warn you, difficult to watch. A cop in Minneapolis has his knee on a suspect's neck. The officer knelt on the suspect's neck for at least seven minutes as the man repeatedly says that he can't breathe. He's not even moving off of his neck, bro. George Floyd was being arrested for suspicion of writing a bad check at a grocery store. Police say he was using drugs. Four cops involved have been fired and his death is being investigated by the FBI. It's being compared with Eric Garner, who died after being placed in a chokehold by New York cops during an arrest in 2014. I think as the daughter of a black man and the mother of a black man, this is really too much for me today. The two videos left Gail King shaken. It feels to me like an open season. 
and that it's just a not sometimes a safe place to be in this country for black men. And today is too much for me. The mayor of Minneapolis calls the man's death wrong on every level. A multi-state search is on for a college senior wanted for the deaths of two people as well as other crimes. He is said to be armed and dangerous. A look at postings on his social media pages raises questions, some say, about his mental health. Les Trent reports. Please surrender. It's a heartfelt plea for a University of Connecticut senior to turn himself in before it's too late. 23-year-old Peter Manfredonia is on the run today, the subject of a nationwide manhunt. Photos obtained by Inside Edition reportedly show ominous scribblings on the wall of his former dorm room. We saw what happened when Adam snapped. Now they see what happens when I snap. That's believed to refer to Adam Lanza, the disturbed young man who slaughtered 26 people in the Sandy Hook massacre in 2012. Inside Edition obtained video of Manfredonia in his car taken four years ago. Now his family's lawyer is speaking out. Peter, your parents, your sisters, your, your grandmother, your, your aunt, you know, they love you. Um, they want a, a safe conclusion to this. Authorities say the murder spree began at the start of the Memorial Day weekend when Manfredonia allegedly butchered 62-year-old Ted Demers with a machete. Demers was a good Samaritan who was offering him a ride. That cost him his life, unfortunately. I spoke to Ted Demers' widow and daughter-in-law, Cindy and Molly Demers. He always knew how to pull somebody out of, you know, a difficult spot by making them laugh and making them happy. Um, yeah. He was a huge presence. He really was. He was a huge yeah. presence. The next slaying victim was 23-year-old Nick Isel, a friend of Manfredonia's. Police say this was the second stomp in that brutal crime spree. Nick Isel was upstairs with his girlfriend. Police say that he was brutally murdered, his girlfriend kidnapped. This neighbor lives downstairs. About 5, 5.30 in the morning, uh, I heard a loud bang, like something hitting the floor. Uh, I heard a girl scream. Police say Manfredonia drove the kidnapped girlfriend 80 miles to Patterson, New Jersey, where he released her. The manhunt is now centered in the Poconos, the popular resort area in Pennsylvania. Authorities released this photo they say shows Manfredonia walking along train tracks on Sunday. I lost my husband of 42 years, and this guy's still out there. So my concern is that they just need to get him off the streets before he hurts anybody else. In a statement, the University of Connecticut called the crime incomprehensible and horrible, adding that they are working with police on the investigation. It's required in many cities wear a facial mask when you're out in public, but would a plastic facial shield provide better protection? Jim Murray explores the differences. Which is better, face shields or masks? This simulation shows how a face shield can reduce your exposure to virus by 96% when someone near you coughs. They cover your mouth, nose, and eyes, which face masks don't. Health professionals wear them, so should you. NBC medical contributor Dr. Joseph Fair contracted coronavirus through his eyes during a flight. Droplets landing on your eyes are just as infectious. And, of course, I wasn't wearing goggles on the flight. Face shields have other benefits compared to traditional masks. It's easier to communicate because your mouth isn't covered. And these plastic face shields can be disinfected using alcohol wipes or soap and water so they can be used over and over again. But even the experts are divided. 
Dr. Jack Caravanos is a public health professor at NYU. I do believe face shields offer a bit more protection than a mask. I think right now wearing a face shield and a mask underneath is probably overkill. Dr. Saskia Propescu is an infection prevention specialist. If you're considering a face shield, it shouldn't override the need to still wear a mask. Um, you should be using both of them. We visited Paulson Manufacturing Plant outside San Diego to see how they're making face shields. This is the first step in the production process. The punch press comes down and cuts out the exact pattern, the, the, the design of the face shield. Next, the forehead cushion is added and the straps are attached. Easy. Right now, face shields are in robust supply, as Inside Edition reporter Allison Hall discovered. Face shields are pretty easy to find. You can buy them online or at a local shop. I found this one in Manhattan for only $9.99. But if you can't get your hands on one, check this out. You can make your own using a two-liter soda bottle. Now we're going to go ahead and cut down the middle. We're going to want to put something soft on the inside where our forehead's going to be. Now we've got our two strings. Now you can just pretty much tie this on your head. Maybe we're all becoming a little unhinged during the lockdown. Or maybe some really crazy stuff is going on. We call this next report Stranger Things Pandemic Edition. Kind of freaky. What on earth has this dog so fixated? He sees something or hears something in front of him, yet there's nothing there. The homeowner says ever since he's been self-isolating at home, his dog has been staring at this wall for hours. Call it Stranger Things Pandemic Edition. One gator on a golf course? No big deal. But two going at each other's throats in South Carolina? That's a strange thing. Check out this bear stalking a terrified boy as he makes his way down a mountainside in Italy. Mama. Spooky. And a homeowner doing renovations swears this door slammed on its own. Who is it? Paranormal researcher John E.L. Tenney says that since the pandemic, his calls have doubled. So a lot of people don't spend this much time in their homes. They're spending far more time than they ever have, which gives them the opportunity to hear and see all of the strange things that happen normally in a person's home. Carrie Dunlap and his girlfriend, Alexandra yes. Cole, say they swear <laughs> they've seen what sure looks like a female ghost wearing scrubs in their New York apartment. It was crazy, she was facing forward, she was facing this way. Get this, Carrie says one night recently, the ghost adjusted the bed sheets. I was freaked out and I was like, babe, like, did you just adjust the cover? She was like, babe, I was in the bathroom, like how? Like. I don't know. It was it was strange. And that was like that was intense because it's physical contact. Associate psychology professor Kurt Gray says there are parallels between the COVID-19 virus and the strange things we're seeing. The coronavirus is this creeping invisible presence. Right. We're never sure if it's there and it has this kind of malevolent intent towards us. And so ghosts really reflect this. Right. Are they there? Aren't they? It's invisible. It can harm us. I don't know. Um, and so I think that's the connection. A recent poll found 45% of Americans do believe in ghosts. Maybe that number's gone up during lockdown. We'll be back after this. Next, girl versus intruder. And trick or treat? The pandemic run on Halloween costumes in May. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Hot Dog Nation. Next in some edition, the return of the hot dog as America's favorite meal. Why is it now the go-to food during the pandemic? 
They have an Americana nostalgia to them. Watch the next Inside Edition. She's only 10 years old, but she's already being called a hero after scaring away a suspected intruder. Megan Alexander talked with the little girl. Quick thinking from this brave 10-year-old girl, as authorities say she foils an attempted burglary. Watch as Lola climbs in the passenger seat of her family's SUV parked in her driveway in Bakersfield, California. She turns the engine on to start the air conditioning. This guy casually walks up the driveway right into the open garage. So what did Lola do? She springs into action. What were you thinking when you saw that guy come up your driveway? I thought he might have been like someone selling something or someone coming to pick something up. And then when he walked into my garage with no one in there, I just kind of felt like he's not supposed to really be here. The screams are enough to scare off the suspected intruder. There he goes. How proud are you of your daughter? Oh, I'm so, so, so proud. She has a lot of confidence, and uh, I feel like that's what played a big role in that situation. It opens your eyes and shows everybody else what exactly could really happen in the blink of an eye. Like they say, whatever Lola wants, Lola gets. In this case, this Lola, she got rid of a bad man. Family says from now on, they will not let the kids wait in the car, but everyone will leave the house together. We'll be right back. Still to come, trick or treat? The pandemic run on Halloween costumes in May. One business that's booming during the pandemic is Halloween costumes. Halloween's not for another five months, but it turns out those costumes are helping loved ones stay close. Halloween in May? That's right, costumes like this inflatable unicorn are flying off the shelves. Maureen Sweeney of New Jersey bought the costume, but not to trick-or-treat. It's so she could hug her grandkids. I was trying to think of uh, some way that we could have full body contact because that's what we've been missing so much. She's not alone. Home video like this woman visiting her mom in a nursing home has helped sales for inflatable hippo costumes soar 500% since the pandemic started. The costumes have now doubled in price and cost as much as $120. This grandma says it's worth every penny. They're uh, the best option to be able to get actually wrap your arms around your grandkids and hug them. They're not just for hugs. People are using the inflatable costumes to lighten the mood all around the country. This guy put on a T-Rex costume for a trip to the liquor store. He sure looks happy. One town in Michigan held a parade to boost morale with everyone wearing costumes. But nothing means as much as a warm embrace with a loved one, even if you're dressed as a giant unicorn. It was just magical. It was amazing. While they may help in the hugs department, the CDC says costumes are not an acceptable substitute for proper protective equipment. And I quote, an inflatable dinosaur suit will not provide more protection than a cloth face covering. When we come back, the bear that appears to be saying, you talking to me? Finally today, the bear that just wants a ride. There was a bear in the car. A bear cub is looking for a new set of wheels. After making his way into one car, he abandons it for something more luxurious, a Mercedes. 
screaming onlookers startled him and he stood up like a human, thwarted in his dream of driving a Mercedes. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe and we'll see you again tomorrow. When you're committed to raising the standard, you're bound to ruffle some feathers. At Happy Egg, we like to say we farm differently. But in reality, we produce eggs the way people used to, by partnering with local small family farmers who raise our happy hens on eight or more acres. Because in our opinion, farming shouldn't be complicated. It should be happy. Choose happy with Happy Egg. Visit happyegg.com and look for the yellow carton at a store near you. Happy Egg. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Always on the go? Well, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on CBS Mornings On The Go. It's a podcast. You can listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus.